0: Welcome to The Chat. This podcast is here to encourage and challenge you
1: in your walk with Christ by inspiring women of faith. Chat means an informal conversation, and we can't wait for you to hear this episode of The Chat Podcast. Your host, Nina Evans, is a Christian marriage
0: and family counselor, police chaplain, national speaker, author, and religion columnist for The Republic Newspaper. The chat podcast
1: originates from your gospel station, WYGS, a southern gospel radio station in Columbus, Indiana. If you'd like to sponsor the radio show or podcast, please contact WYGS at 812-373-9947 or WYGS.org.
0: Welcome to the chat. I'm stepping
1: out, out of the boat for
0: the
1: Savior is me. Welcome, everyone, to The Chat. I'm coming to you from the beautiful southern Indiana city of Columbus. My name is Nida Evans, and I am the host for The Chat. It airs each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock and can be accessed through radio station WYGS. You can hear it live stream and through podcast by downloading the WYGS app. The Chat Is also available through iTunes. My guest in the studio today with me is Charlene Bosley. Charlene is a pastor's wife and she works in our local Clarity. Clarity used to be called the Crisis Pregnancy Center. The goal of Clarity is to save the lives of as many unborn babies as possible. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome to the chat, Charlene.
2: Glad to be here with you, Nida.
1: Oh, I've been looking <laughs> forward to this day because yes. I want to get you get to know you even better than I do right now. Yes. So. Charlene, will you start by telling us
2: about what you do at Clarity? Okay, I work at Clarity. A lot of people know them as um, formally as the Pregnancy Care Center. And um, I work on the preventative side um, from the standpoint that we go into the classrooms and we speak to young people on um, making healthy choices. And basically, um, abstinence education, saving sex till marriage. And so uh, I do the scheduling and I um, coordinate um, uh, several projects that we're working on within Clarity. And so I'm the contact in between the schools and our presenters and making sure they're all getting out there and we're getting their dates on the calendar and um, answering and addressing any questions that might arise in some of that scheduling
1: sounds like an important job to me <laughs>
2: it keeps me busy it keeps oh. me on my toes <laughs> very
1: good very good well thank you i know that clarity used to be called crisis pregnancy center yes. mm-hmm. and so people are more familiar okay. with that okay. name yeah. well let's get into your family tell us a little bit about your family
2: okay i'm married to pastor david c bosley um he Um, has been pastoring now for several years and we've been married actually 35 Mm -hmm. years in february wow wow. we have two children um david um that's here in columbus and also my daughter Kristen, who's in cincinnati we have a total of five grandchildren with one on the way good
0: for (laughs) you good
2: for you and um what else do we do um so that's my family. Our church is Dayspring Church of God Apostolic here in Columbus, Indiana. And um, so that's my family, my church family, my um, natural family. And um, we are actually derived from Cincinnati, Ohio, and then came through Indianapolis to Columbus. Oh,
1: very good. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Uh, will you give us your testimony just right off at the start? I want to know how you came to know <laughs> okay. the Lord
2: um I grew up um regularly attending church and I'm um, attending parochial schools, so I had i believe a relationship with the Lord. I loved Jesus, I loved all the the Bible stories that I was taught. um I loved going to church um but um when I went to college, I met my husband and who was from a different denomination. And I just was impressed by his um, Bible knowledge and um, his daily devotion to God. And when we got married, it was kind of an unusual situation because we had two different denominations come together to marry us. And they had never, a lot of people said, we've never seen that. They thought that was rather impressive, you know, like unheard of at that day and time. But we eventually decided to go to church together and I went to, um, like the song says, I went to a meeting one night and my heart wasn't <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <riding." laughs> and so I attended the um, Pentecost 92 services in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, where the speaker was Reverend Freddie Clark, Evangelist Freddie Clark. And um, there were thousands of people there in the um, convention center. And um, I wasn't going to go. I was kind of struggling with attending, and my husband had paid for the pass. You know, they had all-weekend events that weekend. I believe, believe it was June the 5th through the 7th. And um, I finally was, uh, agreed to go with him that Sunday night. And um, as they spoke and as I, we began praising God, I was filled with the Holy Ghost right then and there in the services. And what was real interesting about that is God has a way of setting up the time. Yes. Um, When we went into Convention Center, imagine going into this huge building. There's all kinds of entryways, um, the different aisles to go down to be seated. And the woman that ushered me in, we recognized each other. Couldn't figure out how or why. And it turned out she was Um, attended the last church. She was on leadership in the last church that I had attended. And I asked her, I was like, well, how are you at this event? And she went on to say how, again, she went to a meeting and she was saved. And she goes, I've never been the same ever since. And that kind of had me let down a lot of my guard. Mm -hmm. And, um, I remember as I was being filled, which was something that we hadn't necessarily been taught. And the we knew of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, but we weren't taught to move in that. And um, as that as it was occurring to me, I remember thinking, "This is weird. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I want this." So, you know, I felt like I was getting sick. And then I remember the lady in front of me turned around, and she said, "Honey, don't you want it?" She said, honey, don't you want it? And I was like... Well, yeah, I want to be closer to God. I want to have a relationship with God. And um so then I went on, and I was filled at the, in that moment. And, of course, they wanted me to go ahead and get baptized right then and there. And I'm like, here in the convention center? And they had packets and everything prepared. Um One of the ministers from the church, we had decided to attend together. He was there, and he goes, I'm going to baptize this one. So um I did that all on June 7th. 1992 and the convention center and i have not been the same since so we're going on about 28 years being saved and walking with the lord
1: very good you know we all come to the lord Mm -hmm. in different ways Mm -hmm. and so to hear the way you came Mm -hmm. uh is very refreshing will you tell us what your relationship with jesus is like
2: well, I believe it's a, um, it's a daily relationship. I'm constantly talking to him. I believe he leads and guides me um, throughout the day. Um, I spend time in prayer, and I mentioned a lot of times I'm, I feel like I'm praying all the time. Um, and just, God, okay, what should I do? How should I go about this situation? Um, in the mornings, I ask for him to take command over my day. Um, Let me go to the places that he desires for me to go, speak the words I need to speak, influence the people that I ought to influence. And um, so and I see him guide me throughout the day along those ways.
1: Very good. I I, I can relate to that. That Mm -hmm. is how I relate to him uh, Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, What's one area in your everyday life that God's working on you to make you more
2: like him? I think just that spending that, that individual time, that quiet time, you know, with all that Jesus did, he always made time to step away and pray and, and to refresh himself. And sometimes in our society, it's hard to do that. We are so caught up with, you know, our work, our children, school, um, activities, and to be able to take that time to stop. And really reconnect with the Holy Spirit, really reconnect with God, and really get um, direction on what we should be doing. So um, I, I believe God is, I believe Jesus is trying to draw me into more of that time.
1: That's a real discipline, mm-hmm. isn't it? It is. It because is. if we aren't disciplined and don't mm-hmm. do it, then
2: we'll never do it. That's right. And I believe this season that we've been in has really. Cause a lot of us to say let me stop slow down we weren't given the choice to stop and slow down right but it allowed us to connect reconnect i believe with god
1: yes i i i can see that Mm -hmm. well the theme song for the chat is a song called stepping out Mm -hmm. and it talks about stepping out of the boat can you tell us one of the last times that god wanted you to step out of the boat, <laughs> like Peter,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and do something where it required some real strength, some real risk, some real uh, determination to trust God in whatever way he was leading you. And for whatever reason, he was asking mm-hmm. you to step out of the boat. Mm-hmm. When's, what's one of those times?
2: One well, would probably be right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, in this season, um, recently I've had uh, several people ask me to speak at various engagements. And, you know, I always feel like, me, I don't have much to say, you know, or um, what can I say that would be impressive to people? And, um, but normally I might say no to some of these things, but I believe God is impressing upon me to step out. Hmm. and speak more. When I look at some of the themes, I think one, I, I spoke at a prayer clinic. And then when you approached me about speaking about prayer in my life, um, I I was like, okay, God, I can see some of the connection there. And then um, even just recently, my husband had me speak at services this past Sunday. And I hadn't listened to the song that she had said until like yesterday or the day before. Mm-hmm. And it turned out my topic was the same as the refrain in her song. What are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, just um, stepping out into the um, into situations that might not be comfortable for you. Um, and I also recognize that God will give you the words that you ought to see say by the power of the Holy Spirit. And um, I had seen that verse too, Mark thirteen and eleven and um where it says just say whatever is given you at that at the time for it is not you speaking but the holy spirit so
1: yes yes mm-hmm. now i'm going to put you on the spot here okay. because you did not know i was going to ask that this question but can you remember the first time after you were saved that god asked you to step out of the boat
2: let's see the first time after i was saved my um As many of you know, my my son, well, many of you don't know, my son was a premature baby, born um, about three months early at one pound, 9.2 ounces. Wow. But right after I got saved, I became pregnant again with my daughter. And um, we were at a point in our lives where I was going on strict maternity leave. My husband was working at um, GE in Cincinnati, had been there for about 10 years, and they were doing massive layoffs. So here we are in a brand new home, pregnant with our second child, and on my actual birthday, my husband was found out he was laid off and I was on strict bed rest. Wow. And I was just like, "Okay, God, I I'm going to have to trust you and give this all over to you and not walk in fear and know that you have a plan and you have a purpose for our lives." I'm not going to be afraid, and um, it all worked out for good.
1: And how well did you do with
2: that? I did pretty well. I was—I um, I, that was the first time I sat down and read completely through the Bible. Wow, good, um, good. What, can, what else could I do? I was at you know <laughs> fourth, fourth third month of my pregnancy, and I'm like, what am I going to do with all this time besides watch TV and lay in bed? So I read. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. God had that all oh, in mind. Didn't yes, me, he Charlie? did. Yes,
2: he did. And so it was really, you know, just a deep dive into the word and um, you know, able to ask questions and um I read other books also during that time and just again, just an opportunity to be drawn closer to God. So sometimes those tests and trials that we go through, they make us stronger. So I, I don't know if I would have ever had that opportunity to sit down and read the Word like that or been encouraged to do so had that incident not happened.
1: And what's the biggest thing you think you learned through all of that? What's the top thing you think God wanted to teach you in all that?
2: Trust in Him.
1: Hmm. hmm.
2: Trust in yes. him.
1: And it worked, didn't
2: it? It did. <laughs> it did. It we did. didn't miss a meal. We weren't put out of our home. And actually, um, right when everything was about to run out, a job came to my husband. And God. that that was that um was the move to Indiana. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. And how many years ago was that?
2: Wow, it's been about twenty four years now. Twenty
1: four years. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good.
2: Wow, we serve an awesome God. Yes. Don't we? yes we don't do. We? We he do. knows
1: what we need when we need it and he knows how to get it out of us. Okay. Well, Charlene, I've got, we've got to take a break here, but when we come back, we want to get into your prayer life. What's going on there? So, okay. we'll be right back All with, right. with the here chat. I'm out,
0: calls he wrote, and his message is clear. Go tell the world about Jesus. And I'll go Welcome back to
1: the chat. I'm speaking with Charlene Bosley, and uh, we're having a nice little chat here. We're getting ready to get into now her prayer life. I want to find all about that because I want you to teach me some things during our (laughs) chat today. Well, Charlene, do you have a designated place to go to to pray every day?
2: Um. I would say probably technically no. I started thinking about that question, and um, I keep saying when I grow up, I want to have a prayer closet. I started thinking of the movie The War Room. Yes, yes. I love that movie, and I loved how that was all set up, but I don't currently have a place like that. Um, but I do. Um, I pray, like I say, constantly, and I have found I have some unusual prayer places. Um, well, let me stop you. <laughs> let me stop you right there. To give me one of those unusual places. Well, um, one of them is the bathroom. Mm. For many years, because we homeschooled um, and everybody was at home and there's always activities going on, sometimes it just get that quiet moment where no one bothered me. I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> I think <all laughs> will understand that,
0: Charlotte. Right,
2: and so there would be a lot of times I'm just sitting there, just okay, God, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with these kids today, or, um, you know, I, you know, I just need some quiet time. Can you speak to me now? You know, um, so that's that was one of the places, and sometimes you'd have kids, "Mommy, mommy," you yes, know, yes, but <clears throat> that was often the place. I do have. Um, Like, in our living room, oftentimes I can find a quiet corner Mm -hmm. to pray, and we have another, um, like, um, den-type area that I often will pray in. Um, But I also pray a lot in the car, again, because I'm by myself. Yes. and, um, And, you know, I could just have some quiet time. Sometimes I put the radio on. Sometimes I put the scripture on. I usually do the one-year Bible. And if if I didn't have time to sit down and read it, then I will put that on and listen to it while I'm driving. And sometimes I have no radio or anything on, and I'm just talking to God. Um, And then finally, you know, we do um, community prayer at church and um, what else? Um, Church or at work. We also have what we call a prayerful planning day, which we take quarterly, and we spend about four hours individually. You set your own time, and they have some directives, and we will um, pray.
1: Wow, wow. Uh, can you explain, then, what your prayer life is in just four or five words?
2: The continual prayer life. I'm <laughs> constantly in prayer, constantly in prayer. Um you, you, the word says you are to pray without ceasing yes and yes. so i just, like i said i find myself praying i had to stop for a few minutes coming in this morning because of a situation that was going on and just pray and then just pray again or just pray again for god, god to calm my spirits as i came in and settled into the program this morning but we have to constantly pray we can't do anything without um god's direction and um, he will send an answer to you if we ask.
1: Oh mm-hmm. yes, yes. It, it, the importance mm-hmm. of it, like you're saying constantly. We're mm-hmm. constantly, even though we aren't doing it out loud, mm-hmm. we're con- in constant communication. I, and I think that's one of the one of the uh, items that talks about us mm-hmm. being mature. Mm-hmm believers. Right. And so, yeah, the, mm-hmm. the importance of that. Well, are there any prayers that you p- pray specifically for yourself each day? Okay.
2: Yeah, I pray that, you know, each morning, I mentioned earlier that um, God would take command and authority over my day, that the Holy Spirit would lead me and guide me, um, take me to the places I need to be, speak to the people I have to speak to, um, and that um, I am doing his will. Um, And then I also pray, too, because I know that we should take command or authority over the area in which we are in. So I pray for God to to help me in that area.
1: Where are you usually whenever you are praying those kinds of prayers? Is it before you get out of
2: bed? Before I get out of bed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: So you're already got it. Got that communication thing going before your feet even Mm -hmm. hit the ground. That's correct. Very good. I, I'm like that, too. Mm-hmm. There are specific prayers that I pray before I even right. get out of As that. bed, right. <laughs> if God could only answer one prayer for you, of all the prayers that you mm-hmm. could pray, which one would you ask him to answer? Only one, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I know this is a biggie. But.
2: <laughs> that my um, family and friends would be saved. That they would know him. And um, that I would also, that they will see him in glory one day.
1: You know, that's the heart's cry of every Mm -hmm. uh, parent who is a believer. Yes. Is for their children, for their siblings and friends and people they love and know that that is the cry of their heart yes. the number one prayer that mm-hmm. i find that is prayed right that those people that they love mm-hmm. would know christ because you know the right. alternative of heaven right and so that's that's what mm-hmm. uh is so concerning
2: right right and like i said you just want to um speak hope into their lives you know and Um, When I do speak, I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm not necessarily condemning of them, um, but just show love. And um, we know that sometimes we get overzealous, and we may say or do some things just because of our desire to win them over. But um, I just pray that, you know, nothing that I say or do will hinder them from reaching that ultimate goal.
1: Yes, yes. Well, you know, I I think that sometimes we try to be, Someone else's Holy Spirit. Well, nowhere in God's word does he, he, I've got enough to do to take care of me. I don't need to try to be someone else's Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, telling him what God desires Mm -hmm. of them. So that's similar to what you're saying is there, Mm -hmm. is that you don't want to be a hindrance. You want to to allow the Holy Spirit to work directly with them without you getting in the way. That's
2: right. Less of me and more of the Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. Oh, what does your uh, devotion time look like? Let's get into talking about the your devotion,
2: devotion time. Life. Um it has um, grown over time. When I first got saved, probably my favorite thing was the, the the daily word or daily bread devotional. I thought those were so neat. You just had a little daily yes. lesson, you know, and the scripture here and there. Kind of easy, you know. Yes. And yes. then um, over time, um, as I taught like Sunday school, they had devotionals in the Sunday school booklets. Mm. I would follow those. Um, also, I mentioned I do the one-year Bible yes. so I read through that um, one of my um, favorites for a long while was Jesus Calling yes. by Sarah Young and um, also um, one book that I did read on it's not necessarily devotional. I think there is a devotional book with it but it was Commanding Your Morning by Cindy mm. Trim mm. there is a devotional that goes with it but I had actually read the book and um, and that was just a really good book on prayer and um, also right now I'm looking at, I realize I have a stack of devotional books that I have not gotten to, but I'm right now I'm looking to start um, The Power of Being Thankful by Joyce Myers
1: Oh, that sounds Mm -hmm. like one that I would like (laughs) to get more information on that so that I can go get that one myself Why do you like using a devotional? What is it about a devotional that Draws you to do that each day, okay
2: well, um like I said, I have found that early on that was something that allowed me to get a little bit of the word into me each and every day, especially with starting out with the daily bread or the daily word for our daily devotional um, to kind of um it gave a, um, a scripture or a verse, and then usually gave some explanation or application to your life and um and that's what I found real interesting the, the Jesus Calling it was like it was always right on time every time <laughs> I read it yes. and that was one of those books I gave away to people and um, and every, I don't know of anybody that's used that and didn't get something out of it yes. So
1: yes, mm-hmm. I, I must add here uh, on to what you're saying is that I do that every morning, Mm -hmm. Jesus calling. Mm -hmm. You know, it helps me to Mm -hmm. focus. And I think that's what you're saying the devotionals are doing for you. Correct. Get you to focus. And we will Mm -hmm. find for most of them, I think, Mm -hmm. that they hit us right between the eyes. That's right. Right where we are. The encouragement that we Mm -hmm. need. Just whatever is going on in our lives, God uses those devotionals, whatever one you are using, Mm -hmm. to work in Mm -hmm.
2: our lives. Right. And they're good, too. Like, if you've kind of been out of the Word, out of study, out of prayer, those are good things that get you tied back in and connected back in.
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. A very easing Mm
2: -hmm. way
1: without condemning. Correct. The Holy Spirit uses those to gently Mm -hmm. speak to us. And so that's, that's one of the right. wonderful things about <laughs> starting the day right. with, with a devotional. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to get into some of your Bible study now, Charlie. Okay. Uh, do you have a life verse, a verse that you have been repeating and God has been using mm-hmm. in your lives for many years?
2: Okay. Well, I'm probably be Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, um... That was one I learned early on, probably back when I said uh, I read through the Bible. I went back and um, found my old original Bible and Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. front cover on one of the blank pages. I just started writing down verses that I liked and that spoke to me. Put little stars by them, And that was mm-hmm. one that really stood out. Another one is um, Psalms 46 and 11. Be still and know that I am yes. God. Um, a lot of times when we're going through tests and trials, we want to do something. Uh, we want to move and make things happen. And oftentimes God is like, I want you to be still.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes.
2: So yes. that I can work and move on your behalf. It's oftentimes when we stop doing is when he steps in.
1: Yes. So. Yes. I, yeah. I can. I can mm-hmm. see the one of the things I like about uh, your two verses that you've just talked about is they're short. They're short. And mm-hmm. and you can remember. I mean, they mm-hmm. they give you a strength, right? You know, mm-hmm. real quick because they right. are short and so powerful. Yes, works in our lives.
2: Hmm. Right. And you know, another ones do not um, fear. You know, um, be strong and courageous. Those are some other ones. You just little bitty things to remind you of how we are to live.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Just that little extra mm-hmm. strength, puff of fresh air <laughs> that we need at, you know, at just mm-hmm. the right time. So right. God knows when to bring those uh to our attention. That's right. Well, I'm curious what books of the Bible or what book of the Bible the are you studying Bible. right now?
2: Okay. I am currently studying Genesis Genesis with um Bible study fellowship. Yes. And so that is a deep dive into the word and um and I, I really like Genesis because mm-hmm. it's f- so foundational and a lot of times you um, have the what they call the theory of first mention where a lot of things are mentioned in the in Genesis that carry throughout the Bible. So getting an understanding um at the beginning helps you throughout the entire process
1: yes yes mm-hmm. that that and it sparks your attention so that mm-hmm. when it comes up later on in mm-hmm. scripture then you can remember back to genesis and how god initially brought that into our mind
2: that's correct mm-hmm. um let's see we, i mean we do bible study at church also mm-hmm. and that usually varies it's depending upon how um i think he follows through on the lesson that he gave on sunday and just kind of, again, goes a little bit deeper, answers questions that people may have had um, regarding what was preached the previous Sunday. Very good. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, what's one of your favorite biblical accounts? Mm-hmm. You know, Charlene, there are so many. There are. <laughs> we could sit here and spend an hour just talking about some of our favorite biblical right. accounts. Right. But what's? Uh, Mm -hmm. One that comes to your mind that really has impacted your life, that is your favorite.
2: Okay. And I thought about this long and hard, and it changes. It will change pretty regularly, but um, based on what I'm studying and what I'm reading. But the one that really stood out to me was, or that stands out to me, is Matthew thirteen where Jesus speaks about the various parables, parables, but then when it gets to the end where he comments on the fact that um, he was unable to do much in his hometown, he was not able to perform a lot of miracles because of the people's unbelief. And um, so that really struck at my heart, Mm. you know, that the, that theory of, um, I mean, that unbelief and God can't move, Jesus can't move, Holy Spirit can't move if there's unbelief. And um, so that was very impressive, you know, impressive upon me. And also the fact that sometimes when you're speaking to people that you know, Mm
0: -hmm. you know, they Mm -hmm. just
2: see that little kid that they grew up with or, you know, that neighborhood teen. And um, so they can't see sometimes when God begins to move in you that you have become a changed person.
1: Well, Charlene, this has been great. We've got to take a break, and so we'll we'll be right back and we'll pick up on the other side with mentoring. We'll be back with the chat.
0: Near, Welcome back
1: to the chat. I'm speaking today, chatting today, with Charlene Bosley. Uh, Charlene is uh, is a pastor's wife and works at Clarity and and has many good assets. Uh, I wanted to get back into mentoring with you, Charlene. Mm-hmm. Have you had a mentor?
2: Um, not. I don't think I have had anybody that I would say that this is my mentor, and you know they they. Speak into my life on a regular basis, but there have been people that have moved alongside me throughout life. Um, I would probably say, if I called anyone of a mentor, it'd probably be a Dr. Ruth Johnson. Um, went to with went to church with her several years um, ex- in the church that I originally started with when I first got saved. And um, she just her fire and enthusiasm and joy of the Lord. And she was so willing to always pour out into people around her. So even today, we um, have had her come and speak. And and she has probably been considered more of a mentor. And I know if I have a situation or if I have a problem, I can call and reach out to her. Um, Another... Um, I started thinking again that the mothers of the church, for whatever reason, yes, a lot yes. of the older women yes. um, would speak into my life, and I loved it. You know, I I enjoy the wisdom that they have, and um, they have lived life to such a degree, and can share so much with us. And I just to. You know, I had the patience to sit down and listen to them and receive, I believe, jewels that helped me throughout life.
1: If you could only pick one thing that you've learned from them that has helped you throughout your life mm-hmm. walk closer to Christ, what would it be?
2: Again, that God takes care of you, even um, through the the greatest test, even through the greatest trial. He is there with you and he will bring you through. Um and that's what I've seen people go through great struggles, and yet they have just a uh, hope in God. And He always seems to bring it out um, just right in the end. So they have a wonderful testimony.
1: Yes, okay, okay. Now, Charlene, I know that you have had struggles in your life. Yes. Who hasn't that's, that's walking correct. with
0: the mm-hmm. Lord?
1: Who hasn't? But I'd like to know at one. Of the greatest struggles that you have, it could have been a, it could have been a time of discouragement, mm-hmm. uh, or something that had to do with mm-hmm. with your faith walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about okay. that.
2: Like you said, I've had few throughout my life. I, I had mentioned earlier about my son being born um, prematurely. Um, we've had. Um, Let's see, I had lost a child. I've also lost a sister. So I think dealing with loss is always a difficult thing. Um, The loss of my child um, was after we moved here. You know, I've been saved for many years, and we weren't planning on having any more just because of the difficulties we had had with our earlier um, two. And um, so it was a surprise pregnancy, and we were excited about it. And to have, um, you know, lost a baby, you know, just that hope belief, okay, God, you brought this child to me and, you know, I'm excited and I'm thrilled, you're for us. And then to have lost it it was very, very difficult. I had a really hard time with it. I didn't realize how difficult of a time I would have with it. And um, I can remember... For a while afterwards, i just felt like, oh, God, did you leave me? Did you forsake me? And I couldn't get myself together to go back to church. And um, a few weeks had passed. And I remember um, one Sunday, a couple came over. There was supposed to have been a leadership meeting that morning, and they wound up canceling it. My husband had gone over there and came back, and they were like, well, where is Charlene? You know, when is she coming back? And he goes, yeah, she's struggling a little bit. And so they came over that morning and they just said, you know, sis, we know this has been a hard situation for you, but um, the whole church body hurts when you hurt. And until you come back, we'll know you're okay. Mm-hmm. And then we can all be okay. And that's all they really said. And then they went, pray- they may have prayed and then they went went on. So I went on and got myself together and went to church that Sunday morning, and, you know, just, you know, I cried, I, I praised God, and from that moment on, I was okay. But sometimes when we go through crisis, you know, we get a little angry with God, and I, I, know, I know that was not God's will, you know, that that should happen. And so, um, just to change my thoughts, change my um, attitude, and get back into um praise of God. That could have been a very defeating moment and um but God but God He stepped in, brought the right people. Like I said, sometimes, you know, when I pray that put me in the right place to say the right things and and, and um and be at the right place to speak into a person's life. They came at a time where I probably needed it. I didn't think I did, and it was just simple words, you know. We know you're hurting, but you got to get back to praising God. You got to get back um, in the fellowship with the body. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. It sounds kind of like the the circles, the the uh, wagons circled you, mm-hmm. didn't it? And yeah. they came in and provided the strength and mm-hmm. encouragement that mm-hmm. you needed at that particular time. Right. Well, I let the counselor come out of me in a moment, and <laughs> when I say, on a scale one to ten, mm-hmm. ten being the toughest where would you rate that struggle?
2: That struggle was probably about an eight or so. That's pretty Mm -hmm. high, Mm -hmm. yes, Mm -hmm. yes.
1: Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, during that time of struggle, uh, was there a particular song that God brought to you, maybe you were riding along in your car Mm -hmm. or even at home or in in the grocery store, wherever, (laughs) that God brought to you to encourage you and strengthen you through. Mm -hmm. Was there a
2: song? Was there a song? There's been many songs. The song, um, I did pick out a song for today. He's There For You. Those are the ones that I usually cater to. I'm probably more of a... Worship, mm-hmm. uh, enjoy worship music mm-hmm. um, as opposed, or devotional type songs, or as opposed to like the praise. Yes. Yeah, praise songs. I like the worship songs a little bit better. And so.
1: They are so powerful. Yes. And the way that God can bring them to us mm-hmm. at just the, the right, right time. time that we need. Well, mm-hmm. to, uh, right now, I would like for us to listen to the song that you picked out okay. that you thought would minister right. to a lot mm-hmm. of women today, right. especially with COVID and right. everything mm-hmm. else that's going on in the world. Right. You. Pick this particular song that says, God God provides.
2: provides. Yes. So why
3: do I worry about my life? When you come to my rescue a thousand times, every other voice is alive. God provides. God provides. In ways I can't explain and can't deny The little that I have He multiplies Just when I feel He won't show up on time God provides He'll come through When the clouds of doubt rain down on you And test everything you thought you knew Now you finally see what God can do For you So tonight Close your eyes, there's no more need to fight Watch God provide God provides It's hard to say When there's no food to eat Or what you see Feels all that life will be And will this be Another year of misery For me But my faith Can't survive On just things I see my feelings can't control my destiny. See, God, I only want what you believe for me. So, tonight, close your eyes, there's no more need to fight. Ooh, uh, watch God provide.
1: God provides well thank you that that one I think is just an extra special one for what we're going through today
0: uh-huh.
1: well we're getting ready to start wrapping the program up but I, I'd like to ask you Charlene is there something that God has laid on your heart that he wants you to say uh, in a minute or two whatever time it takes okay. uh, I want you to be able to speak from your heart okay
2: um I would just say to all the people out there that in light of all that we've gone through over this past year with with COVID and um you know challenges with race relations with um election situations that God is still in the mist. And um I believe he is there for us. He is calling out to us that believe We need to step up our game. It's time to pray. It's time to praise. It's time to give God glory. Um, I was um, looking and studying a little bit this morning, and one of the things that was stated is that when we are praying and when we are praising God, we don't have time to be talking about other people. We don't have time to be wasting time. We don't have time to um, not be doing God's will. So I'm encouraging each and every one of you out there, if you say you love the Lord, heed his word, hear his word, heed his word, and do what he says. Um, The past few weeks I've been doing a study or um, speaking, and one of the words that came out was the Jewish word shama, which is to hear. And there is no word they say in the Jewish um, language that says obey. When you see that word shama, it means to hear and obey. And so I'm just encouraging everyone out there to shama. God wants us to shama. He hears us and he will listen to us, but he also wants us in turn to hear him and and obey him also.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Very important words that we all need to hear especially with all that's going on. Uh, Charl- uh, Charlene, I'd like to ask you if you would offer a closing prayer, and then I would like to say just a few more words before we leave for the day.
2: Of course. Dear Lord our God and Heavenly Father, we give you all praise and glory and honor on this day. Lord, for everyone out there that's struggling or going through, Lord, I pray that you dispatch heavenly angels even right now to minister to their very need. Lord, I pray, hallelujah, that your will will be done, that you, hallelujah, have called each and every one of us for a purpose, and Lord, that we might hear and that we might obey, thank you, Jesus, your word of truth. Lord, I'm praying, hallelujah, for those that have lost loved ones. We are to mourn with those that mourn, but Lord, I pray that you will bring a peace that passeth all understanding to them, and Lord, that they might Run, hallelujah, and not faint. And, Lord, that the joy of the Lord will be with them and abide with them. And, and they carry that through to all those that they speak to. Lord, we're praying for souls to be saved. That even under my voice today, that if there's someone out there that needs, hallelujah, to be saved, that you would lead them to people that have a desire to speak into their lives. And that have a desire to lead them to Christ, and they have a desire to see that they be saved and feed into them regularly. Lord, we know that this is your desire, and this is your hope for everyone. You came in order that we might have life, and that more abundantly. So I'm praying abundant life to all those that hear and will receive and believe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Thank you, Charlene, for that uh, prayer. Thank you, too, for being with me today. This has been great. It has been. I enjoyed it a little bit more than I thought I might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the way it, it seems to be going. Uh, just thank you again for being open and sharing your walk with Jesus with all of us today. So until we I'm meet again out on out the chant. the
0: Savior is near, I'm stepping out, calls he wrote his message is clear go tell the world about jesus and i'll go with you stepping out on his promise.